The quality of our life is directly related to the quality of questions we ask. So the better questions we ask ourselves, the better the answers are going to be, right? Welcome to the Leadership Download Podcast. Thank you for tuning in and you are in store for another great episode. On today's episode, we have Satch Bernhardt. Uh, he's an investor in real estate and also an airline pilot for a U.S. carrier. And one of the things that we're going to talk about with Satch is why is it important to look for additional streams of income um, in addition to your primary job or your career. Uh, so we're going to talk about some of the things that Satch went through to eventually go in the direction of pursuing uh, real estate investing on the side while he flies as an airline pilot across the country. So to tell you a little bit more about Satch, Satch is a real estate investor and airline pilot, as I mentioned before. So he began his real estate career by flipping houses in 2018, and he grew that company to 31 employees and was then able to step out of the day-to-day operations to begin his real estate private equity firm that focuses on multifamily apartment complexes. His first airline shut down in the middle of the COVID-19 pandemic in 2020 which was a turning point in his mission with real estate. So now what he does, he wants to help as many pilots as possible to gain financial security through real estate. And so Travis and I, we have that commonality in aviation and Satch is also in aviation. So that's where we found some commonality and we had an awesome discussion and learned a lot about why it's important to look for additional streams of income. One of the streams is that we're going to talk about today is real estate so i know this is a bit of a different conversation but this is something that we should all be thinking about as leaders emerging leaders students emerging professionals on what can you do to diversify yourself as you enter the workforce or starting the workforce or becoming a new leader especially with what we went through with the covid19 pandemic several years ago and things could change literally overnight And so what are you going to do to protect yourself, protect the people you care for, people you love, your family, your, your, your security for yourself financially. So really take this podcast to heart and think about what can you do to apply this back into your life. And it doesn't have to be real estate, but it could be some other forms of income. It, you start small and then grow at large. So really hope you enjoy this podcast with Satch. And um, thank you again for tuning in. Well, Satch, uh, thank you so much for taking the time out of your schedule to be a part of this podcast and really looking forward to this discussion. I know it's going to be a different angle, but it's good to have you on. Uh, Cameron, Travis, thank you for having me on. Really excited to uh, deep dive and talk about uh, hopefully my experiences can have some value here. For sure. So I wanted to start off by talking about your interest in aviation, how you gained that interest uh, in aviation and what your experience is in the aviation industry. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, so the interest came about is, it's really odd to me because there is nobody in my family is a pilot. Nobody's in aviation. It's just, I'm from a little town in Mexico. Not even, there's not even an airport in my town and, uh, just traveling when I was little, we'll travel a lot on vacations, you know, and I was always fascinated, uh, when I was getting off and on, on the airplane, walking by the cockpit and just seeing all those buttons, you know, and, as a little kid, you're intrigued, right, by all those buttons, and you want to go in there and push them. And uh, so I asked a lot of questions, uh, and and as I grew, uh, it just it kept stuck in my mind of how uh, 
uh, fascinated I was by flying and, and just going places and, and seeing what these guys were doing in the cockpit. And um, I just decided that's what I wanted to do. You know, it's interesting. So I was in, uh, I started flying, learning how to fly. As soon as I finished high school, I knew that's what I wanted to do. I didn't even go to college. And I came to the States uh, to learn how to fly. And I got all my ratings. And when I was 21, I uh, became an airline pilot and I started flying for an airline that uh, I don't know if you remember them. They used to be called, they, used, they were called Express Jet. And uh, mm -hmm. so I was with them for, for my first seven years of flying. Yeah, I, I've actually fueled a many, many Express Jet aircraft in my, in my day with the, uh, when they flew with Delta. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, which did you fly the 700 or the 900? I flew the Embraer 145. So we, I flew for the, oh, okay. Side. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I got you. Yeah. You guys love to have overwing airplanes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the pressure field was always broke with express jet. So we always look forward to having you guys come in. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's exciting. So, I mean, a lot's happened in uh, a short time for you. Um, can you can you tell us a little bit about your kind of your real estate venture? Why did you go in that direction? What made you uh, step away from, you know, just doing aviation to doing different things? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and so I never really had an intention of doing something else outside of aviation, right? Never really intended to be uh, own a company or or run an organization or anything like that. Um, when I first started flying, I naturally, you know, you talk to other. Uh, colleagues that have been doing the same profession for longer than you have and you just kind of want to get their feedback for how their career has been and uh, most of them will tell me that they they have been furloughed uh, three times their airline shut down or went bankrupt four times and uh, they've lost a medical a few times along the way so all of this I started it just it was a very uh, common theme among everybody that I talked to that had been doing it for at least 20 plus years. And I realized how that was a very uh, common thing in the airline industry and the aviation industry as a whole that is cyclical, right? And that's when I decided that I needed to do something so that I could uh, protect myself from, from any downside, right? And, and I usually call it having an alternate uh, destination airport, right? And so, you know, as flying, we always have a destination, uh, an alternate airport, right? And, and in life, I think we should have that alternate airport as well, which will be having something else, another in income stream or something else to fall back on because the one profession that we have, as much as we like to think that that it's a secure job, it, it may not be, right? Everybody told me, uh, how, uh, you know, people that, that were looking from the outside in, they will tell me like, oh, I never lived your never leave your uh, airline job. That's your secure job, right? And and 2020 came and that's the thing that shut down, right? My airline shut down. And, and, and if it wasn't because, uh, to just backtrack a little bit, right? In 2018, I read a, good, uh, a book that uh, you guys may be familiar with, which is, uh, this is me seeking for answers, right? Well, what, what can I do? What can I do to protect myself? And um, I heard, um, I think many of us asked the right questions, right? Um, I heard somebody say that we, our, the quality of our life is directly related to the quality of questions we ask. So the better questions we ask ourselves, the better the answers are going to be, right? And I think a lot of times we have, we're focused in our profession and instead of asking the right questions of what can you do to protect yourself better from any uh, uh, downsides, you just leave in sort of a fear 
telling yourself why you cannot do something else, right? Well, you know, I'm a pilot. My skill is only uh, flying an airplane. There is nothing else I can do that translates to flying an airplane to running an office, right? It's just people think linear, like I'm not going to fly an airplane in an office, right? So it's like, there's so many things that translate from one field to another. And we can talk more about that. But um, so I started asking myself the, the right questions and, and, and asking, what can I do to protect myself, right? If, even if it's, this goes uh, sideways, where can I have more uh, income streams? And that led me to read the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And uh, I just, I got a few ideas from that book, right? It just expanded my mind of all the possibilities. And um, I wanted to do something that was simple for me to understand. And uh, there is so many, there's so many things you can do, right? So many other uh, uh, jobs or businesses or uh, fields that you can choose to, to create more income. There's so many, right? And, and so you got to pick something that you're passionate about and that you understand, right? To me, that was real estate. I understood real estate. It was a simple concept, supply and demand. People need housing. Um, so that's what led me down to, to find something in real estate. But then just real estate as a whole, it's a whole other umbrella of things, right? There's just so many things in, in real estate. So, and I think that's what stops a lot of people in the tracks when they want to do real estate. They just don't know what to do, right? Because- there is, there is so many things you can do. You can do, you can flip houses. You can be a real estate agent. You can uh, do lease options. You can do a buy property subject to, you can do multifamily, commercial offices, it's all kinds of stuff, right? Uh, new development. So um, I chose what was simple, what I thought was relatively simple for me to get started and get my feet wet. And I don't know if you guys have heard of this before, but I started wholesaling houses. And uh, in, in for the audience that may not know, this is in essence, putting a property on a contract and then selling that contract to someone else that will buy the property from you. And you just get a fee in between. Right. Uh, so that was my, my intro to real estate and why I chose real estate. Once you decided real estate was your thing, you had to put a lot of time into educating yourself and learning about real estate. And I think nowadays, especially in today's world, I think there's this this con, uh, misconception that uh, of, of getting quick money fast. People are finding ways on how to where's the best way where I can get a, a passive income and, and make quick money? Um, take a little deep dive into uh, insights on the time and and financially, uh, you know, how much investment it took for um, for you to get educated into this really uh, area that you didn't really know much about. Yeah, I would say at first it took me, it was the hardest because I had no business skills. I only had my aviation skills to know how to fly, but I had zero business skills. And, and it took me a lot uh, to make a lot of, it, it took me some time to make mistakes so that I could learn the lessons I needed to learn in business uh, and be able to progress on that, on that front. And so just to give you an idea, I probably did not take a, a, a hardly even a day off for the first two years of my entrepreneurship career. And I don't mean that to say to scare people, right? It's just there's there's some things that uh, maybe some people are smarter than me, right? And they don't need to, they, they can take days off, right? I was not as smart. So I needed to make, uh, I needed to hustle and make those mistakes and and, and just grind it out and, and so that I could learn the lessons. And so I'll go, I'll be, I have some photos of me because I, I wanted to take them so that when I could look back, I will laugh at myself and be like, man, look at what I was doing, right? I was 
in between flights, I will be doing a flight, we'll get to Houston and we have an hour and 30 minutes between the next flight that I had to fly out. And I will run to the terminal with my computer and I will be making calls to seller, sellers, asking them if they wanted to sell their house. And I literally, I knew I had 45 minutes to make calls so that I could run back to the plane, hop on the plane and get it ready to go. And this was in the days that I was flying, right? And then I'll get to the hotel and I'll pick up my computer and start making some more calls. And then I'll be going home and you were seeing those, those signs that say we buy houses uh, sometimes on the streets. Mm -hmm. So I'll be putting those now. a uh, big disclaimer here. Make sure whether they're approved or not in your city. Don't just take, don't just listen to this and go out and put signs, right? Um, and so I was going out on Friday nights and putting those signs up on the street that say we buy houses. And dude, I'll be up from midnight until 5 a.m. in the morning putting those signs up. You have to put them, if you put them in during the day, on the weekday, code enforcement will take them out in my city. So I had to go on the weekends at night, put them up so that they will stay all over the weekend because code enforcement, code enforcement didn't work over the weekend. So that, that that gave a chance for people to see my signs. And then Monday morning, they will take them out, right? So every weekend I was going out, staying out from midnight to 5 a.m., putting my signs up. And then I had to stay awake to be able to answer the calls the next day, right? And uh, so that was that was my grind for for quite some time there. Um, but see, that was, that was a trade-off that I had to do, especially at first, because you remember back in the day, I don't know if you remember or not, but as an original airline pilot, uh, back in 2018, we were getting paid 30 bucks an hour. Right. So, uh, and to translate that into how much you actually make was like 30, 40 grand a year. So it wasn't much money. So I didn't have much excess income to be able to spend on, uh, marketing or other things where I could where I didn't have to trade my time for money, right? So at the time, I had to use all my time that I had to go and, and put all the signs and all those things, right? As And that's one of the things that you learn or I learned is that once, if you have excess income, you can spend some of the money to pay for other things where you don't have to utilize your time, right? Which is marketing, labor, all of those things that, will, that you can trade yourself for instead of you doing it. There's so much. There's so much to unpack here. What would you say are some of the the this the major obstacles that you faced early on when you kind of made this transition? Um, at first, it was learning, uh, learning the, the the business that I was trying to do because uh, I didn't have any sales experience, and that that wholesaling requires a lot of selling, so I had to learn a lot of sales, and and that's something that. I don't care who you are or what business you're in, even if you're a W-2 employee, I think sales is crucial, right? You're always selling. You're always selling your kids. You're selling your wife. Uh, you're selling everyone into adopting your, your ideas, right? And you're uh, also becoming a, a good leader is really important. And that's something that I also, that's another skill that I had to develop, right? And it's never ends, right? It's, it's, a, continuous, it's a continuous progress on becoming a better leader every day. Uh, but it's something that I never really focused much on as until I started becoming an entrepreneur and I, and I started getting employees and, and I started realizing like, I need to lead these people, right? I need to lead them and I need to, and I want them to follow my vision and do what the overall mission of the company is. Um, so those are probably one of the biggest obstacles that I faced that I had to learn um, as I started on my, my entrepreneur uh, uh, career and then uh, uh, another mistake I made was was uh, putting people in the wrong place. I will hire people out of 
desperation instead of being proactive with knowing. One of the things my business coach taught me was to have two organizational charts, right? You have your organizational chart of how your company is today. And then you have one of where you want your company to look like when is completed, right? When is your sale date, even though you may sell or not, but that's the day that is completed, right? That's the way it's running without you. And as, as you progress, you're self-filling, you start hiring your, your, your employees based on, on your future organizational chart. And you start at least 120 days prior to you needing those, per, those people, right? And sometimes I'll hire them 120 days after I needed that I needed them, right? So, so it was so reactive and, and it just caused me to be running around like a chicken with my head cut off, putting out fires because while I was trying to hire someone, I was not paying attention to other things that were going on in the business. And, uh, 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 you know, I was not putting systems in place. I was not putting a checklist or uh, processes. And so anytime I, I, I let my guys off of something, to start hiring someone, then things start crumbling on one side, right? I'm curious. I'm curious. Just uh, you know, I'm 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 newly into owning my own business and kind of being out on my own um, with my own ventures. Does the uh, does the anxiety of like trying to get the next thing ever go away, or is it just more of a you learn to cope with it? <laughs> anxiety never goes away. <laughs> The I'll say, and and by saying uh, the next thing, you mean uh, like next goal and the next. Yeah, you're always moving into the next stages. You know, more depth, whatever it may be. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think that's that never really stops. Um, But what I think is super important, and I kind of want to this might drift a little bit more into the personal side, right? Because because it's something that I uh, learned through with my business coach and, and working with him, um, I sacrificed a lot of areas in my life to pursue the next thing in my business, right? And I became so attached to what we were doing in business that uh, I was sacrificing my family, uh, my kid, and, 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 and things that really matter the most in life for something that I thought was what was really important, right? Which was money and, and the next thing, right? And now we got here, we got to put the bar up and then we got to go after that. And uh, it was an awakening moment talking to my business coach when he asked me, he says, dude, why, why do you want all this money? Like, what's the point of getting to the next level? And, and I said, well, well, freedom, right? That's what we want money for, right? We want freedom. He says, you don't want freedom. He says, if you want freedom, why don't you sell all your shit and go live in the park? And then I was like, okay, I see what you're talking about, right? He says, what you really want is you really want the ability to make, to create those memories with the people that you love when you want to. And, hmm. and chasing that money does not give you that, right? Because you're always caught in that, in that spinning wheel that never stops going to after the next thing, right? So what I ended up doing is, is what, what I call having a flight plan, right? When, when you go flying, you have a flight plan, you know, when you're going, when you know where your destination airport is, you know how much fuel you need, you know what route you're going to take. And many of us in entrepreneurship, uh, we start doing it and don't really have that flight plan set up. We just go, right? And we're wired to just go and do it, right? And, 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 and then you get there and then you just go to the next thing and never really take a step back to look at all the areas in your life and having a flight plan set for all of them. And this is my family game. This is my kids game. This is my marriage game. This is my business game, right? They're all different games. And 
uh, so it's, it's easier said than done, but it is in my personal life was extremely uh, life-saving to take a step back and realizing, uh, uh, you know, this is as far as I want to go with this business. Once I get there, I'm not going to sacrifice other things in my life to get there. But once I get there, then I'll decide if I want to move the the the, the goal post post uh, one step or two steps ahead again. Um, but I'm not going to continuously do it in sacrificing other areas of my life just to get there. And so that was super important to me, right? Of course, uh, real estate is is not the only way uh, to create that passive income. But for for those listening, we have quite the wide variety of audience uh, that's that's listening to this podcast. Um, why would you say it's in important in today in the world that we live in today to seek other forms of of income rather than just relying on that one source, uh, which is it, like their profession or or their their primary source of of uh, income? Yeah, um, dude, the movie the, the world is changing so fast, and and, and things uh, are constantly. If there is one constant, it's change, right? And and one day you may be useful for the company you're working for, and the next day you may you may not be, and, and that's just the nature of the business, right? Uh, it's not to be taken personal if my company decides to uh, the, you know, there's a list of of ten thousand pilots, and and for the interest of the business, the pilots are X amount of expense, so if they don't need twenty percent, they're gonna cut the bottom two thousand, right? And it's not because they don't like them; it's just that that's just the business, right? And so you have to understand as a W-2 uh, employee that, that, that the company is going to make decisions for the company, not for your best interest. And obviously, yeah, there's different type of business owners who may be more inclined to, to having a, a they will, they'll try their best to protect their employees and make sure that they keep everybody on, right? There were many companies during COVID that, uh, for example, Dana White, right? I don't know if you guys uh, know much of him or not, uh, the president of UFC, uh, but he was very uh, uh, spoken about that he started paying out of his own money for paying payroll. And he said, I'm not going to lay off any of my employees. They're going to stick with me. So obviously there's companies like that, right? But it doesn't mean that it will always be the case. So having an, another uh, income stream will always ensure that uh, you and your family uh, are financially secure because you never know. You never know when that's going to happen, especially if you're a pilot, right? You, you, you can lose your medical um, you, you never know if you're going to develop a medical condition. I've known many pilots. I have a friend who, uh, uh, aviation, it was his passion, right? This is all he wanted to do in his life. And he developed an eye condition, uh, about a year ago. And now he can't fly. He, he mm -hmm. can't reduce medical. And I mean, he's devastated, but he did own, uh, he owns like 12 single family homes. They're all fully paid for. They did it slow. He did it slow, right? He bought them as he went through his flying career. And I think the average uh, rent from each one of those is 1800 bucks. So you can do the math, right? He, he's got no mortgage on them. He paid them off. And, and so he makes pretty good money just based on the single family homes alone, right? And uh, so that was his uh, side income stream, right? And so you can think of someone like him, right? He, he, had, he was not expecting on developing an eye condition that will prevent him from uh, continue flying, but he said, you know, real estate has become a popular thing. It seems like a lot of people are starting to venture into that field, um, at least expressing interest and creating that passive, passive revenue and looking at new opportunities. What, 
would be maybe a piece of advice you would give to someone before they make that decision? Um, I'll save uh, two things. One is start do something you understand. Uh, I see many people get caught with the hype of the e-commerce uh, or the crypto or whatever, right? And and uh, which I'm not bashing them on them. I know plenty of people that make money on them, but I know many people that lose money on those things as well. And there's plenty of people that make money and lose money in real estate, right? And and it's the ones that lose money is because they they're wanting to do the get rich quick, or they're wanting to uh, they don't even understand the full. Uh, uh, business model first and they, they just go into it and then uh, they get discouraged and they, they fail and they just don't continue doing it right they're going to be just got to be conscious there will be losses you're, you're going to learn some lessons and, and just like any new venture and then eventually you will succeed right um, and and the other thing is just make sure your values align with whatever uh, business you're in uh, which was a lesson I learned at one point uh, my first business so now we own a private equity firm right and and I'm uh, my values extremely align with uh, with what we do and the services we provide in our private equity firm. But the first business, which was a wholesaling house flipping business, I um, I was mainly doing it at first just to uh, make money, right? And obviously, I was not doing unethical things. But uh, looking back, I, I wasn't. I ended up shutting it down because my values did not align with the business, right? And one of the questions that I asked myself to know whether I, I align with my business or not is. Uh, super simple. And I ask myself, will I provide this service to my mom? Whatever business I'm doing, right? And if the answer is no, then I know my values don't align with the business. And uh, so like in that wholesaling business, you know, we were buying houses for 50, 60 cents on the dollar uh, uh, from sellers while offering them cash. And I know that that if my mom was a person on the other side of the table, I would not be doing that for her, right? I will be wanting to put a house on the market and selling them for as much as I can, right? And so that's what led me to stop that business. And uh, uh, and obviously in our private equity firm, my mom is one of our biggest investors, right? So so uh, that that's where I define the line, you know, of, of a business that I'm aligned with and my values align with and that I want to do. Um, so those are, those are some of my biggest takeaways so far in business. Yeah, one of the things I wanted to touch on as we, we kind of um, come to the end of, of this podcast is um, your why. And I, I think uh, oftentimes when when people find uh, extra cash flow, their mind go, it goes in the wrong direction. It's money, 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 um, or that get rich quick mindset. Um, so I, I know you touched on it a bit, but what's your why, Satch? And why do you think it's so important to stay true to your why when pursuing different avenues of, of income? Yeah, um, my why has changed. Uh, uh, it, it came from at first. It was from running away from pain, right? Running away from from anxiety or, or, or the stress of not knowing what will happen if if my airline ever shut down uh, or something were to happen to me. And to now, today, it's not really so much about that. It's just more so about uh, uh, sort of exploration, right? How far can I can I go? What else can I do? What's my true potential? Uh, that's really my why. Uh, I have different whys for different things in my life, right? Uh, my, my, I obviously, I think I sometimes people, uh, you know, at first, I'll, whenever I hear people talk about their why, I'll hear them relate that, that they will be crushing it in business because of their kids, right? And and when I looked at myself, I felt bad because I could not put the two together, right? And, but I realized my, my son doesn't care if I make another million bucks, right? He's like, whatever, dude, like, you just, I just want you to spend time with me, <laughs> right? So, 
So those are different whys, right? Like I, I, my why to make my family time a priority is my son, right? And my wife. Those are my whys in that compartmentalized area of my life. But my wife, my why in business at this point is to uh, see my true potential, see where I can. It's almost like an art form, right? I just want to see what else I can do. And uh, I designed this goal and, and this 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 route that I want to take in business. And then when I accomplish it, I feel satisfied. And now I want to see uh, 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 what else can I do, right? How else can I serve more people? How can I have more value and, 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 and just grow together with others? Well, excellent. Excellent. Well, as we kind of wrap up for today, if, if anyone wants to kind of follow what you're doing or find out more of what you're doing, how can people uh, kind of follow you? Yeah, the best way is uh, social media. I'm very active on social media. I know Cameron and I were constantly uh, on there, uh, uh, bouncing back and forth on posts. Uh, but uh, so LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, uh, just hop on there and and you can shoot me a message and uh, we'll talk. Awesome. So as we wrap up, one of the things we like to do with our guests is go through kind of a lightning round of three questions that we like to ask. And they're, they're pretty simple, but they're they're interesting to kind of get a little bit more about you. So the first question is, uh, dead or alive, who would you like to have lunch with? Steven Schwarzman from Blackstone, the CEO. And then, and then the next question is, uh, what's a bucket list item for you? I'd be very curious to know what your, what, what's, on your, what's on your bucket list. Wingsuit flying. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, have you, have you ever tried it? No, no. My wife, uh, I'll convince her. Uh, that sales, the sales <laughs> skills will kick in and I'll convince her to do it. Uh, but yeah, I really want to, I really want to try it. Awesome. And then you've mentioned that uh, early on that you did a lot, some reading. Is there any, any books in particular that you uh, suggest to people to read to kind of help get people focused in on what we've talked about today? Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, I read a lot. Um, it really depends on, on, on what is it that you're, that you're um, pursuing. Right. And, and, and the books that I choose are depending on what I feel, it's almost like medicine, right? What I feel like I need, then I go read the book. Um, but if you wanted to uh, know more about entrepreneurship and I would really suggest uh, rich dad, poor dad, um, just to give you it won't teach you how to do things. It won't teach you how to like, once if you pick real estate, it won't teach you how to do real estate, but it will open up your mind to the possibilities and and, and, and and knowing what else is out there. And I can guarantee your mind won't be the same after you read it. At least it wasn't for me, right? Well, do you have any final thoughts for uh, our audience before we uh, end the podcast? If you're wanting to definitely don't hesitate on choose on, on building those income streams, um, make sure you pick a goal and be aware of the, shiny object syndrome right many many the people that i see that fail is because they pick something and then i talk to them a month later and now they're doing something else and then a month later and they're doing something else and it's like and i think most it comes from them not getting the results that they want fast right so just realize building my coach one of my coaches told me i'm going to be blind he says building good shit takes time so uh <laughs> just stick with it and, and and push through until you get what you want Absolutely. Well, Satch, we thank you for joining us today on the podcast, and we hope to connect again in the future. Thank you, guys. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Well, we thank you so much for tuning in on this episode of the Leadership Download Podcast. Hope our interview with Satch Bernhardt 
um, allowed you to expand your horizons on looking for other streams of income and what can you do to set yourself up for success in case your primary job or your primary career path uh, doesn't work out uh, you know things could change literally overnight and so you can find out more and connect with Satch if you're interested in the real estate uh, kind of route. Uh, you can go to his website, v1cap.com, and also that's in the podcast description. And also there's a free ebook on there that he has. It gives you a really good overview of real estate on there. And also uh, feel free to connect with Satch on social media. You can search him literally on any platform, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, look up Satch Bernhardt. And uh, he has an awesome social media following, awesome content where you can, where he really adds value to you and really helps you educate on the real estate area. And so thank you so much again for tuning in. Um, if you really enjoyed this podcast, feel free to give a, a great rating on whichever platform you're listening on. And also feel free to share reshare this podcast episode go back and watch some of our past episodes and uh, also check out our website we have a brand new leadership development and training company called tc advisor group that we formed earlier this year and uh, tcadvisorgroup.com again that link is in the podcast description as well and so thank you so much again for tuning in and subscribe to the podcast so you get a notification when the next episode goes live Thank you again, and we'll catch you on the next episode.